0: up on today's federal newscast we get an update on how the irs is faring this tax season gao gently reminds three agencies about their recommendations they've yet to implement and it may be easier for the air force to just try and keep more pilots than create more these stories and more in today's federal newscast Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Senate Finance Committee Ranking Member Ron Wyden says the IRS expects to receive an unprecedented 14.6 million requests for filing extensions before the April 15th tax deadline. Speaking at a town hall for IRS employees, Wyden says the agency has also received a higher volume of tax help questions. The surge in filing extensions cited by Wyden follows a similar warning national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson had made last Last month, Senator Ben Cardin says while the IRS fares well under President Trump's fiscal 2020 budget request, it also contains cuts to federal employee pay as well as retirement and health benefits, both of which Cardin opposes. The budget would give the IRS nearly 11.5 billion dollars, a more than 2.5 percent increase from 2019. Over the past 10 years, the agency has seen its budget reduced by nearly a billion dollars, resulting in a 23 percent reduction of its workforce. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith introduces legislation once again to repeal sequestration under the 2011 Budget Control Act. It would stop automatic budget cuts if Congress goes above the predetermined caps. Congress must pass the bill or come to a deal if it wants to avoid sequestration cuts for the next two years. The Budget Control Act is set to expire in 2021. In a letter to three agencies, the Government Accountability Office reminds them about the recommendations they have not addressed but definitely need to. Comptroller General Gene Dodaro says agencies addressed or implemented 77% of GAO recommendations last year, but he says Congress is concerned agencies aren't doing enough to resolve GAO suggestions. The agency sent letters this week to the Secretaries of Defense, Health and Human Services, and Veterans Affairs. DOD has 91 priority recommendations, HHS has 54, while VA has 30. GAO says there are early warning signs about one of the Navy's biggest modernization priorities. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Navy plans to spend $115 billion on the new Columbia class submarine, but GAO says even that estimate is based on overly optimistic assumptions. A new report says the estimate isn't reliable, partly because officials are likely undercounting the number of labor hours contractors will need to build the 12 new boats. The Navy believes it will cut acquisition costs by buying some key components ahead of time and in bulk, but GAO says similar Programs haven't managed to deliver those sorts of savings. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Marine Corps will get a small piece of the money it needs to rebuild Camp Lejeune in North Carolina after more than 100 buildings were damaged by Hurricane Florence last September. Marine Corps Commandant Robert Neller says Congress will move $400 million from existing accounts to invest in repairs. It will cost $3.6 billion to fully repair the base. Retaining pilots in the Air Force is more cost-efficient than hiring and training new ones, according to a new report from the RAND Corporation. The report finds increasing incentive pay and bonuses to retain pilots will save the military money compared to expanding the training pipeline. RAND says the cost of training a fighter pilot ranges from $5.6 million to nearly $11 million. The Air Force is currently facing a pilot shortage and is looking for a way to better retain mid-career pilots. Veterans Affairs wants to spend more money with service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses and veteran-owned small firms. VA increases its contracting goals for both categories by 5%. Its 2019 goal for service-disabled veteran-owned small firms is 15%, while for veteran-owned small businesses, the goal is 17%. In 2017, VA awarded more than $5 billion worth of contracts to small businesses in each category. NASA is the first agency out of the gate under the new telecommunications contract. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller to explain. NASA awarded CenturyLink a a nine-and-a-half-year contract worth $10.5 million for network infrastructure and connectivity. The space agency made the award under GSA's $50 billion Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, telecommunications contract. It's the first major task order since three vendors received the authority to operate for their business systems, meaning they could start performing work under the vehicle. Through the deal, CenturyLink will provide core backbone network services with speeds up to 100 gigabits per second. I'm Jason Miller. The Homeland Security Department wants to build three more buildings at its St. Elizabeth's campus. One of them would consolidate the newly renamed Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. DHS says CISA is currently spread out over eight separate locations. Another building would bring its intelligence and analysis office to the campus from the existing Nebraska Avenue location. DHS says it hopes to finish the entire consolidation project by 2026. Now, who will lead the Homeland Security Department after the departure of Kirsten Nielsen has become a matter of dispute between the White House and Congress. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson says President Trump was wrong to appoint Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Kevin McElanan as acting secretary. In a letter, Thompson says law requires the undersecretary for management to succeed the secretary. Thompson urges Trump to name Claire Grady. She's currently performing the duties of Undersecretary for management. I'm Tom Temin. An associate deputy labor secretary, Michael Avakian, resigns a month after he was found to still be representing an iron company in a lawsuit against a union while working at the agency. Bloomberg Law reports Avakian's resignation comes after House Democrats began asking about his work on the lawsuit for more than three months after joining the DOL last year. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.